Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1083. If you don't get up at the plate and swing, you're not going to get out of base. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Bruno Silikowski. Bruno, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Well, I am in an armchair, so I think so. (laughs) You think so? Well, I know we're going to have some fun because Bruno and I are two big-time enthusiasts, and he has got some really fun stuff to share with us today. Bruno Silikowski is the president at Automotorplex in Chenahassen, Minneapolis. Founded in 2008, Automotorplex was an idea that was born in a garage and built from a passion for automobiles. It's a private garage condominium complex that has become the place to be for all motorsport enthusiasts, providing owners with a comfortable place to house their collections with access to it, an engaged community of like-minded automotive enthusiasts. You own your own space and you can decorate and outfit your ultimate garage to your wildest dreams. Bruno's second facility is located in the suburb of Medina and will include up to 40,000 square feet of retail space integrated into the campus. The Automotorplex was designed by and for motorsport enthusiasts. So Bruno, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you and what you're doing. Would you take a moment to share a little bit more about your business and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. When my first son took his first steps into the garage, I realized that sometimes people are just born with the passion. <laughs> yes. He grabbed the front wheel, he oohed and odd, and I'm saying like, yeah, I think that's my kid. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that it comes down to nature or nurture. And I think that honestly, there is something that's so interesting about where people find their passions. And it's a, something that's innate in the way we are born, grow up or whatever. But bottom line is, I think I am a a victim of both nature and nurture because I was born with it, love it, but it's grown. And so what I used to like got surpassed by the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And now I'm finally at a point in my life where I pretty much am agnostic to any brand. And it's all about the drive. It's just the experience. I always say if it rolls on rubber, I love it. So it sounds like you and I share that same affliction. And before I jump into the first question here, tell me a little bit about Auto Motor Plex, because I know your background as an engineer. I mean, you have a, a very technical background, but you're also a business guy. You're an entrepreneur. You're a gearhead. You're an enthusiast. How did you get involved in building this this wonderful idea for people where they can not only store their cars, but they come together and share them? Mark, it started out back in the, actually probably in the early 80s for me. That's I'm dating myself now. But when I was uh, at a point where I started to get a, an extra car or two, what I found was a, a place that this was back in the near Akron, Ohio, and they, they sold it versus rent storage space. Mm-hmm. What they were selling was dirt floors, metal walls, and a little light bulb on the top. But I loved the idea. The concept was really good. I didn't like the execution. Clearly, I wasn't putting my cars there. But, yeah. you know, locked in the back of my head. Fast forward, 
2007, I decide I'm going to make this thing happen. I'm an ex-corporate. I mean, I basically retired from my corporate role and decided to go to chapter two. I told the wife, if you want to divorce me, now's the time while we still got money. But but if if you don't, I'm doing this. Well, it almost came true because we opened a one one of 08. (laughs) And you know what happened from there. Well, despite all that stuff, it turned out to be an incredible facility. It's a 40-acre campus. It has uh, basically is we created a community of like-minded enthusiasts. And yeah. it's a place that has all the amenities, security, and the quality that people like us care about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about that. We're going to learn a lot more about you. But first, as we continue on this journey of your life, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying or thought that's been instrumental in forming your success in life and business. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Bruno, take the wheel. Well, I'm the only one in my family born in the U.S. My parents were both involved in World War II. And so they went from uh, Europe through... And I won't go through the details, but through South America, they lived in Sao Paulo, Brazil for 10 years before moving up to the United States in 1957. So we came, we grew up in very humble means. My mantra is, you know, especially when you start with pretty much nothing, is if you don't get up at the plate and swing, you're not going to get out of base. So it's all about try. If you fail, so what? Get up and try again. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great quote by a, a great hockey player that says, you miss every shot you don't take. And, uh, you know, that whole concept is absolutely true. The same with Babe Ruth. I mean, you look at how many swings he took and missed or didn't hit a home run, but nobody cares about that. The fact that he hit so many is the fact that he swung so many times. So I like that very much. Well, let's talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. You're a car guy, true and true. I think you've been a petrol head probably your whole life. Tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed going to be a car guy. Well, that's a that's a tough one. But I will tell you that uh, my parents really got upset, given the fact that I would keep waxing the cars. And I've actually waxed the car through the paint. Oh, gosh. <laughs> on my on my parents' car. And dad was cool about it, but he wasn't exactly super happy. Well, at least you're out there trying. So. So you were caring for the family car when you're young. I did the exact same thing and turned it into a business in junior high and started detailing cars. Boy, I did that all the way through college, how it paid for my college education. But uh, what was it about waxing a car that, I mean, why'd you do that? A lot of kids like, oh, dad, I don't want to wash the car. Yeah, I would term it therapy. And these, ah. especially these days, I mean, when you're a kid, it was just excitement. <laughs> these days, yeah. uh, when you get older, it's called therapy. It brings you yeah. back to a humbleness brings you back to just like what what feels good and you're doing something, doing something meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. The other part of it is you can stand back and go, wow, look what I did. That thing looked pretty bad when I started and it looks brand new now. So there's a sense of reward in that. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, talk about a big challenge or a big failure. And I always ask people this question because it's not so much about the situation, although that's important, but what did you learn from it? Now, you said you decided to build this facility and it opened right as the economy did a biggest tank we've seen in so long but that didn't seem to matter and you know what i'll tell you i'm not that surprised because when things go bad one thing that people do not give up are their passions they may downsize they may not spend as much but they don't give up on their passions 
So tell us about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced and tell us how that experience helped you move forward and, and learn a valuable lesson. Well, I think you're right on it. I mean, that was, that was probably the biggest risk we took because I spent a lifetime of earning enough money to be able to try to do bringing this whole automotiveplex lifestyle to life. When uh, we made this, I actually made a decision in 2006 to start looking for land and start to put the business plan together and it executed. We bought the land at um, just like 11007. And then we started construction. And by the time 1108 came, it was uh, it was time for people to start moving in. So that was a big gulp. And as I told you before, when I suggested to my wife that she divorce me while we still had money, <laughs> that kind of came to mind. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, she stuck with stuck with me. Now we're celebra- celebrating 32 years this, this awesome. August. And so Congratulations. We're, still, we're still there. Yeah. But um, no, I would tell you, the interesting thing is I may be more lucky than good, but we deal with people who are maybe a little bit less affected by the economy than others. Mm-hmm. But I also would tell you that we were a safe haven. Many people were worried about putting money into banks and yes. rather buying brick and mortar. And there are several still several people who bought spaces with us who've done nothing with it to build it out but just hung on to it as kind of an As an asset, investment. yeah. Yeah. No, you know, that's another piece of it that I think is really important because when the economy does go bad, the stock market crashes as it did in that case, where do you put your money if you have money? Because the old concept that wealthy people just tuck it under their mattress is ridiculous. People don't do that because inflation will just destroy you. You have to put it somewhere. And real estate, by and large, over the history of mankind has been a Pretty good investment and investing in what you do where there's passion involved. And there's so many people that love cars. And I tell you, the thing about what you've created is not just those storage places. You've created a whole lifestyle. It's, it's like a, a person that moves into a retirement community and looks around and goes, wow, I never knew this existed. Look at all the fun things people can do here and people I can meet. I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Here's This is data. This is verifiable data. The early people in who have now more than double the value of a garage, they're now reselling for anywhere from $200 to $400 a square foot. For a garage. Wow. For that's a garage. You don't live incredible. there. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. 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 That's, no. I'll tell you, there's a huge testament right there. And if you do any uh, studies on real estate and look at what it costs to build a house, I'm not talking about mansions. I'm talking about normal, regular old houses. That's incredibly impressive. I think that's it's, really cool. It's actually kind of, honestly, I think it's kind of crazy, but <laughs> you know, who am I to judge? Well, nobody said us enthusiasts were not crazy. We're just crazy in a good way. Maybe we're crazy like a fox in the sense that uh, even when you look at automotive investments, for the most part, although I always say and my guests say, don't buy a car for its investment value, buy it because you like it. But there's plenty of people with means that do buy things and can flip cars. And I'll, I'll say all the collector cars I've had, I've made really good money on them just by dumb luck, I think. Uh, but I always buy what I like. So, you know, that's, that's a really good point. And so there's two things I would say. Number one, if you look at the, like the really high end cars, they've done, they've outstripped the market in terms of returns. But here's sure. the other thing I would tell you. This would allow me to my, allow my wife to, or I should say, my wife allowed me <laughs> to keep buying <laughs> yes. cars because like you, I usually don't lose money. Yeah. And there's, there's, of course, there's always the car or two that are just transportation. It doesn't, you know, you're not going to lose much count. of that. 
No. But they don't count. I agree. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Well, let's talk about a what I like to call a career aha moment. I think this whole concept of what you created is a huge aha moment. But I like to say it's a time when the headlights come on in your life and you kind of go, there's a direction I need to go. And we're going to talk a little bit about the new Medina facility in a minute. But uh, yeah, tell me about a career aha moment. Well, Mark, the, I think the probably the best way of saying this is, number one, I never thought I would move to Minnesota. I, I grew up in Ohio, so I never thought of moving north. But what I found was I, a job brought me up here and we had some family up here too. So what I found was that no one ever warned me about is that not only do you have cars, but you have snowmobiles, you have jet skis, uh, you have yeah, ATVs, boats. you got campers. You got, yeah, you got the idea, right? So yeah. suddenly what I thought was going to be sufficient for my, I bought a four car garage house and I'm thinking like, oh, I'm set. I'm good. Right. No, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> and so what prompted it was it was a journey trying to find proper quality storage for my things and, uh, you know, my lifestyle. And so I, you know, I went through the whole mice eating into the interior. I went through stuff where things get damp and moist and it's just bad. So yeah, yeah. I decided to start searching for my own thing. And honestly, I just I was trying to figure out a way to build onto my house, but I couldn't city ordinance would allow it. I tried to find a two acre parcel nearby and it didn't work out. Four acre went to 40, ended up buying the property from General Electric. It took me 11 months to do it, but got it done. And that's how the first Automotorplex was born. Yeah. Awesome story. I love it. I love it. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. That first car that you got that had great meaning for you, maybe something you'd saved up for something that you really, really wanted to get into. What was it? And tell us about a story that evolves around that vehicle. It takes, let me take you one step back beyond that before I can be of driving age. And my parents could not figure out why. I kept saying, dad, why don't you buy a stick shift? And he's going, and this was the era where automatic transmissions were like the most wonderful thing you could possibly do. Oh yeah. If you remember, go back to that. Right. And if you remember, this is the era where Dodge actually had push button automatic oh, transmissions yes. on the dash. Yeah, you know, yeah. And my father was so enthralled with this, like, oh, my gosh, because he's from Europe, right? Everything he drove back then was manual transmissions. It's like, this is wonderful. This is fantastic. And I'm going like, I don't get you. You know, I'm sitting, I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm sitting in the backseat while my parents are driving and I'm pretending I'm shifting gears, right? As a little <laughs> kid. I still remember this. And they're like, yeah. why are you doing this? Why are you they kicking the back it. of my seat? That's the clutch pedal, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so to make a long story short, I had my sights on, I, and this is back when I was 15 years old, but I had my sights on a, a Porsche 914, and mm-hmm. Dad thought, mm, how about we do a 67 Volkswagen Beetle? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same <laughs> and difference. That's how, and that's how life started. Well, similar engine, right? Yeah. But anyways, I got to be honest with you. I went kicking and screaming into it, but that was probably the, one of the most memorable vehicles that I've ever had. That yeah. German technology, the just the way they, it was all, it was more about function over form. And I loved it. I absolutely, that's where, you know, as an engineer, you know, kind of where, where our minds go. Anyway, long story short, that was my first and I loved it. So, but, you know, bottom line, I always had the ambitions on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. What was the next thing that was quite special? Well, let's see. I, uh, a neighbor of mine had a Fiat 2000 Spider that he overheated and the head was warped and he didn't mm-hmm. want to fix it. 
So I ended up buying it for, for parts cost and basically had some old Italian guy replace and re- rebuild and replace the head. And uh, it was the most fun car I drove for a while yeah. until, of course, it rusted into pieces. Sure. But, uh, you know, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Yeah. As it always is. Well, you and I share a little bit of that affliction. My second car was a 67 Carmen Ghia. So same difference as your VW Bug, of course. Same motor in the back, but uh, a nice. little bit more sleek, maybe. I called it my poor man's Porsche, but uh, I really love that car a lot. Yeah, it was a great fun. Very, very nice. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back? Um, how long do you have? Uh, well, let's let's take monetary <laughs> concepts out of this because we've also cars that have skyrocketed and we go, oh my gosh, how come I didn't see that? But I'm thinking more from an emotional tug on your heart. Well, so like in everything in my life, it's a story. So what I would tell you is that when I finally, so here's the way I sort of look at that. Mm-hmm. Free money, free money that I actually, you know, I can buy my own car or post where I can buy my own car. And the post is where I'm, what I'm going to talk about. The Volkswagen Beetle, I don't know that I would replace it. That's that's okay. But once I got the bug and I, my first car that I would, once I got a few bucks, I started, I bought a uh, used BMW 535 IS and I was smitten. Like this was a really cool car. So I quickly ended up buying an 88 M5, bought a 95 M5. I bought a 68 912 short wheelbase. I bought a 69... A C3 convertible Corvette, a 74 TR6, a 03 Turbo F Porsche 911 X50, the precursor yeah. to the Turbo S, uh-huh. uh, a 58 Alpha 2000 Spider. How much more regret do you want me to give you? <laughs> All those cars are gone, I'm assuming. They're gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the M5s, oh my gosh. Incredible cars. I uh, just got through reading yeah. my new Roundell publication, uh, Satch Carlson, who's been a past guest here mm. on Cars, yeah, uh, is him. a great friend of mine. And uh, talking about yeah. the new M5 competition, which yeah. uh, the, the club is actually giving one of those away if you send them 25 bucks and a hope and a dream yeah. that you they pull your name. But uh, M5s, right. those are one of those cars that you get in and you just are blown away by the power. It just never stops coming on. I mean, it's just magical and of course my listeners know i'm a huge 911 fan love porsches and always have so that's quite a fun stable of past toys well let's talk a little bit about what has you excited and fired up today i'd love for you to share a little bit more about your new property in medina the uh, auto motorplex in medina and the new concept that you've integrated into this property with having uh retail space well think 2.0 versus 1.0 i mean the idea in life is that you learn from everything you do and we did. We learned a lot. Uh, the first facility, I built that first facility. I'm a, not a developer. So I built the first facility. I hadn't even built a house prior to that. But it was not about the building. It's about the lifestyle. It's about the, the whole ethnography that sits behind this that brings us to life. Yes. That's what I focus on. That's what I could use. 30 years of consulting with as uh, a change in, in the corporate role. That's what I used to try to teach my clients. And so I simply applied it to myself. And, you know, we had a nice outcome. So that's sort of where it all started. So Medina, the new facility, just happens to embody all of those changes. And so all I can tell you is, what do you need when you have a thousand vehicles located in one spot? Because that's pretty much what it is. (laughs) Yeah, somebody to fix them and work on them. 
Yep. Oh, we have a road system. We have a the events. There's four acre green space in the center. It's like literally like a park. So think of it more like Disney World for car guys. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. much what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are some of the? I mean, aside from the obvious that I just stated, that is somebody who could work on these vehicles for people that has the expertise for classic cars. What are some of the other retail uh, clients that you'd like to see come in the property? There's a few things I could share with you right now because they're done. And then the other things, we don't talk about them until they're done. Okay. But uh, one of them that is joining us is uh, Motion Products. They are the winningest restorer of vintage Ferraris in the world. They are based out of Wisconsin. But this is they've been waiting for me for almost three years to build this new facility because they want to penetrate into the Minneapolis market mm-hmm. and grow their business. And uh, we're very proud to be part of them. And they're glad, you know, glad that we can work together. And I think at the end of the day, just think about this. When you have three to 5,000 people vetted car enthusiasts show up every month, what, yeah. what, better way, what better way to get brand exposure, right? Oh, gosh. Any others? Um, nothing that I'm willing to talk about. Secret sauce. Well, I, I, my brain is full of all sorts of wonderful ideas. There's a, a small facility here that a past guest of mine, uh, Butch that Denison of Denison International, he does a Concord level restoration work. Uh, many of his cars have crossed the podiums uh, at Pebble Beach. And he's got a small facility, nothing like yours because they're, they're all retail type facilities for people that work on cars in his facility in Puyallup here in Washington. But uh, you've got a whole nother thing going with all the, the built-in clients there. So, I mean, it sounds like a win-win situation. So very, very cool. Kudos to you and your team. Well, let's talk about a very introspective question to kind of define Bruno a little bit. If you were a vehicle, what would Bruno be and why? Uh, <laughs> you know, okay, I, I'll answer your question. I think I could stand to lose a little weight. So I'd probably want to be a, a smaller, like lightweight car, something yeah. like a, maybe like a 68, 911, you know, short wheelbase. Yeah. Uh, or a 63, 250 short wheelbase. You know, they're all about 2,000, 2,224 pounds. Nothing like lightweight for nimbleness. Yeah. And boy, are they fun to drive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome cars. And boy, they come up in value too, along with the long hoods and uh, a lot of other. Well, that ri- that rising tide has raised a lot of Porsche prices as well. Very nice. Well, Bruno, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hey, this is Mark Green. Are you interested in selling online and building a sustainable business? Bonanza is a marketplace platform. 
that empowers you to create your dream business. Getting started at Bonanza is easy. You can start fresh or import your items from other marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or Shopify. Auto parts and accessories are a high-performance category at Bonanza, and there's no risk involved in signing up. There are no listing fees or monthly fees. You pay only when you make the sale. Bonanza listens to seller feedback and uses it to improve tools and build new features, so there are tons of customization options for sellers no matter what the size of your business. Be sure to sign up using the link bonanza.com slash cars yeah, and you'll receive a free consultation with Bonanza experts who make sure that you are on your way to generating sales. That's bonanza.com slash cars yeah. Okay, Bruno, we are back. We're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Enjoy the drive. Enjoy the drive, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Life is all about the journey. Nice. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? Well, we talked a little bit earlier, but seriously, it's just getting up. Don't don't uh, don't get uh, knocked down by failures. Get back up and swing at the plate. There you go. Now there are tons of great resources out there. Your facilities are one of them or two of them. But is there another resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you go to often? Say a website, a supplier, an app, or even a person. Well, you know, I think you probably have. I'm probably a little bit like you that I have a great re- network of friends because of the just com- the community that we build. Yeah. So I got great friends, great cars, and when you need a question answered or connected to somebody or a question an- to be answered, it's kind of easier when you are part of that community. Yeah, absolutely. I always say, you know, join a car club, join a forum. There's all sorts of wonderful people there that are always willing to jump in and help you with whatever your needs might be. Uh, Those are the best resources to have. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? You know, it's kind of interesting. It's Hans Stuck. Yeah, yes. (laughs) The famous German driver. Yeah. He's the most down-to-earth guy I've honestly ever met. He's done so many cool, amazing things. and. the the most memorable moment, besides watching him from afar, was uh, we were at Amelia Island. We were both looking at E9 race cars. Mm. Suddenly, we both get up at the same time, and I recognize him. Of course, he would recognize me, but it's, you know, it's Mr. Stoke. And he's like, yeah. And we ended up having probably a 10-minute conversation. So nice. how about that, right? Yeah, what a down yeah. fellow. I love him. Absolutely. I really would- cool. I would love to have him as a guest on the show. He's been a little bit difficult for me to find. So if there's a listener out there that knows how to access Hans Stuck, I would love to bring him to the Cars yeah listenership and share his stories because, uh, yeah, he seems like a genuinely nice guy with an incredible history of automotive uh, racing and enthusiasm in his past. How about a book? Is there a book you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, I think I warned you already. I'm more of a technical kind of guy. So I, <laughs> what I what I like to read is stuff that is more science. So believe it or not, this is, there is a it's called branding techno methodologies for dummies in the new economy. Ah, <laughs> no, that's the first time for that book here on cars. Yeah, I think I think that's cool. Anyway, 
Very nice. Very nice. Say, I also try to fall asleep by reading physics books. <laughs> you and my wife. Jeez, not that I want you to fall asleep next to my wife, but you both have the same kind of mindset. She's always doing math puzzles, and I just walk by and start to go, whatever. That's nice, dear. Yeah, she's uh, she and you and she have the same kind of brain power there. I always say I married a woman who's way smarter than me. So uh, good for you. Whatever works. Well, listeners, you you can find links to all these great resources that Bruno shared with us on his show notes page. Go to carsyad.com. Type in Bruno Silikowski. S-I-L-I-K-O-W-S-K-I is the spelling of his last name. And that page will pop right up with all these cool links. There's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and uh, books from the past 1,082 guests are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. An amazing resource library of wonderfully described books by past guests here on Cars Yeah. All right, Bruno, we're up to the checkered flag. This one can be tough for a guy who's got a bunch of cars in his garage. I like to say it can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world, but there's a couple rules. This is the only collector car you can own. Money's no object, of course, because I'm writing the check, so don't worry about that. But you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with, and you've got to drive it. There's no such thing as garage queens here on cars. Yeah, I want you to get out and enjoy the car. So what can I buy you today? Well, that's kind of easy. Um, it's only because I did drive it. And I drove from Scottsdale to Payson through the desert. It's a 72 Mura SV. It is the most amazing car I think I've ever driven uh, from an experiential standpoint. There are better cars. There are better handling cars. There are more power cars. But this thing, it, you feel like you're in the middle of a Le Mans race, which I've never been in one. But it, it, if I were to one, this is what it would sound like. This engine's <laughs> six inches behind your head. Oh, yeah. The yeah. car handles like a modern car. The chassis is stiff as can be. It is, it's, it's just honestly, hands down, easy win. Yeah. Oh, what a special place in my heart. I got to drive one as well, same year. And it blew me away. It wasn't anything like I thought it would be. I've driven a lot of vintage cars. That thing just, you're right. The engine is literally a hand away. There's a piece of glass there, obviously, between you and the the engine that's transversely mounted there. But it's just a a magical car. And I think there are very few cars that are more beautiful than that Lamborghini. So nice. What color would you like yours to be? Well, probably the one I drove. It was blue and gold. It was just, it was, (laughs) I don't know. I don't think I changed a thing about it. Yeah, uh, wonderful, wonderful. I saw a beautiful blue one on the lawn at Miralago years ago when I was uh, down in Florida for the uh, Cavallino event. In fact, I met Donald Trump that same day. He happened to be there uh, walking up. I uh, actually talked to him for a while. He was very nice. And uh, actually, I said, well, what do you think of all these cars parked on your lawn? He said, well, I just hope they're not leaking on my grass or anything. <laughs> 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 I do remember that, but... Uh, yeah, there was a beautiful blue one there with kind of a white cream interior. I mean, ah, yeah, what a nice car. Mm. Ah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I like It's good to have friends who actually own these cars and willing to share them. Yeah, uh, even better, even better. Well, Bruno, you've taken us on a great ride today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for being a guest here on Cars Yeah. Would you offer us? A little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Lamborghini Mira SV. After going through this journey of what I built and realizing that this is really kind of fulfilling my life in terms of and and watching all these other people who have joined us 
at the Automotorplex. It truly is. Find a place to enjoy your passion. Embrace it. Life's a bit short. And share it. That's what Automotorplex is all about, sharing. It's what Cars Yeah! is all about. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Automotorplex? The best way is to actually go on to either our website or Facebook site. If you're remote, if you're local, please come join us for many, many, many open events to the public. We do at least once a month. Uh, We also have many private events just for uh, our members or people who have bought with us. Come join us. Nothing like putting a butt in the seat and experiencing the drive. Absolutely. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Bruno shared on his show notes page, carsyad.com. Just type Bruno. I think he's the only Bruno that's been on the show, which is pretty incredible after 1,080 people. Type Bruno or Silikowski into the search bar and his page will pop right up. Hey, Bruno, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Automotor Plex. My pleasure. All right. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.